I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. At SLRC, they understand your dream to move. Moving up, moving on, moving your body, moving mountains. SLRC can help you find the focus to define your finish line. As a top 10 run shop in America, they use their 25 years of experience to provide custom shoe fit analysis and offer a premium assortment of footwear and workout essentials. Locally owned, locally operated. SLRC is movement inspired. Visit saltlakerunning.com to schedule your shoe fitting today. Hosts of Eden, Season 2, Episode 4, Room for One More. Last time on Hosts of Eden, Season 2, Marion and Mason are called in by the President of the United States to save a witness to some very strange events. Their only option is to try and use the Genesis device to transfer the soldier into the body of a 10-year-old girl. We find everyone back at the hospital room. The president, Mason and Marion, are standing over special agent Colby Barnhart and the 10-year-old girl hoping that they're able to make the transfer of the scion between the two. After a few tense moments, the girl starts to show signs of consciousness. They gather around her with anticipation. Slowly, the young girl's eyes start to open. As Agent Colby opens his eyes, he sees the President of the United States. Mr. President? Where am I? What happened? Slow down, the President says. You were in a really bad accident. Just just take it easy. Everything's okay. Agent Colby then starts to sit up. Mr. President, there was this man or or thing. It, It invaded the base. He killed everyone he touched. The president seeks to calm him down. Listen, I need you to tell me everything, but just take your time. Relax. You're safe here. Everything's okay. The agent looks at Marion and Mason with a confused look on his face, but doesn't say anything to them. Then he looks around the room. He sees the hospital bed and who's in the bed next to him. In the commotion, no one had thought to close the curtain between them And the body of Colby Barnhart. And now Colby, who's in a 10-year-old girl and doesn't know it, is staring back at his dead body on the bed next to him. Colby completely freaks out. What is this? What's going on? Calm down, the president says. We can explain everything to you. 
Colby pulls the sheet off his body and looks down and sees that he's in the body of a 10-year-old girl. He completely loses control. The president signals a doctor to come into the room and they administer a sedative. The agent slowly calms down and loses consciousness. That was terrible, Marion says. We should have seen that coming. I told you this was a bad idea. We had no choice, the president says. He's going to have to confront what has happened to him sooner or later. When he comes to, we'll have to tell him everything and then find out what he knows. Mr. President, we got to get him back to our place so that we can use the Genesis device to find a better host. We only have a few days until the funeral services for this little girl. I was hoping we could get this done here, the president says. Just take care of it right now and then transfer him out of her body. Marion then chimes in. I think this is the best option, Mr. President. Maybe we can use Genesis to find this person or thing with the agent's help. The president reluctantly agrees and they make plans to take the agent, who is now in the body of a 10-year-old girl, to their residence. Back at the home of Marion and Mason, which is now known as the Covenant Headquarters, Marion has the agent tucked into a bed in a room upstairs waiting for him to awake. She's convinced the others that maybe it would be less stressful if there was just one of them present when the agent comes around. The president of the United States had returned to the White House for some important business. And Mason is in the archive trying to see if he can learn anything about the mysterious individual that seems to be able to transfer between one host to the other at will. Slowly, the special agent opens his eyes. He's much calmer now. He looks at his hands and body, realizing that it was not a terrible dream. Marion can tell what he's thinking. No, she says, you're not dreaming. You are inside the body of a 10-year-old. How is this possible, Agent Colby asks. Well, it's a long story, Marion explains. But we transferred you into this body in order to save your life. Your body was not going to survive that car accident you were in. Colby is obviously very confused. What do you mean you transferred me? He asks. And why on earth would you transfer me into the body of a young girl? (sighs) Marion looks at him calmly. I I can answer all of your questions. But in order to do so, I'm going to have to explain some things that will be very hard for you to believe. You mean harder than someone who can transfer from one body to the next? And harder than the fact that I'm inside the body of a 10-year-old? I'm afraid so, Marion says. Marion proceeds to explain to him the true nature of the human consciousness and all of the things that she knows about the Genesis device. Agent Colby is surprisingly receptive to the whole thing. It helps that he had already seen someone jumping from one host to the other, And that he's trapped inside the body of a 10-year-old girl. So what's going to happen to me, he asks. If you have to give this body back to the family, where does that leave me? 
Marion doesn't have any easy answers. Honestly, she says, I have no idea. You were kept alive so that the president can find out everything you know. Only a few hosts out there can accept more than one host. We were beyond lucky to find this little girl, and we really have to get her body back to the family. So this is it then, Colby says. Report to the president, and then, well... But you said I'll just start a new life in a new body, right? Marriott acknowledges that what he has said is true. She'd like to tell him otherwise, but decides the truth is something the agent can take. Do you have any family, she asks. Not really. My parents are both gone, and I was an only child, Colby responds. Suddenly, an alarm can be heard throughout the house. Marion tells Colby to stay put, and she rushes downstairs. She meets Mason as he is coming up the stairs. What is it, she demands. It's the perimeter alarm, Mason explains. They both go into a side room where there are lots of monitors and other types of equipment. On one of the screens, they can see someone walking up the long driveway to the house. It's hard to make out who it is at first. And why weren't they stopped by the security outside? Mason grabs a gun and loads around into the chamber. Marion does the same. They both continue to watch the monitors to see if they can figure out who it is. After a few more minutes, Marion thinks she knows who it is. Wait a minute, she says. Is that... It is. It's Johnny. Marion puts down her gun and runs out the front door. Mason follows gun in hand. Wait, you don't know if that's really... Now almost to the porch, Johnny sheepishly waves and Marion says hello and runs down the porch steps and embraces him. What are you doing here? She asks. Why didn't you call? I didn't know what else to do, Johnny says. Come on, come inside. Once inside, they sit down with Johnny at the kitchen table. He does not look good. His hair is disheveled. His clothes are dirty. And he does not look like he's been eating regularly. Marion gets him a glass of water and he downs the entire glass immediately. She refills the glass and he does the same thing. What is it, Johnny? She asked. Tell us how we can help. Do you have any food? Johnny says. Marion jumps up immediately and starts to prepare Johnny something to eat. He doesn't seem to be able to tell them why he is there until after he eats. After downing an entire plate of food, he begins to talk. Please forgive me, he says. I I just didn't know what else to do. I, I had nowhere else to go. Johnny, Marion says, you are always welcome here. Now, please tell us what's going on. Johnny's hesitant to answer, but eventually explains, I lost my job. My wife won't take me back and I just can't. He hesitates. I just can't stand being alone in my own mind. I can't sleep. I feel like someone is following me. I, I just don't know what to do. Marion explains, Johnny, it's totally okay. It's only natural that you would take some time to get back to your old self. You live with three other people inside of you for years. You're not going to get over that so easily. Mason tries to comfort Johnny. I'm still struggling with it too, Johnny. There's something to be said for being able to fade into the background while someone else does the thinking and the feeling. 
You don't understand, Johnny says. I, I can't do it. I just want to end it. Why is that so bad? I'll just go back into a new body and a new life, right? Just then, they're interrupted by another voice coming from the hallway. They look up and see Agent Colby, or the 10-year-old girl, still in her hospital gown, staring at them. Colby says, I smelled the food. I'm really hungry. Marion agrees and invites Agent Colby to the table. She starts to prepare the food for him. Johnny, this is Agent Barnhart, she says. Of course, Johnny is very confused. Marion instructs Mason to tell Johnny the story of how Agent Barnhart ended up in their home in the body of a 10-year-old. So this thing or person, Johnny asked, was able to jump from one body to the next, leaving the old body dead? Yep, Colby says, I watched him do it over and over again. The people were helpless to stop it. Johnny asks Marion and Mason how this is possible. They respond that they simply do not know and that they're determined to find out. Colby lets out a large belch and apologizes. It reminds all of them that it's a grown male inside that body of that little 10-year-old. Johnny continues to ask questions. So you're just going to tell the president what you know and then swoosh, gone, into a new life, a new body? Colby is resigned to this fate. He says, well, from the sound of things, it doesn't seem like I have another choice. Marion and Mason nod in agreement. They had spent hours trying to find another host for Agent Barnhart with no luck. Johnny then gets a gleam in his eye. Yes, you do. You have another option. Johnny turns towards Marion. Put him inside of me. Mason responds immediately. Now, wait a minute, Johnny. We risked our lives trying to get everyone out of you. Now you want to go through that all over again? Colby is confused as well. Wait a minute. What does he mean? Put me inside of him. Marion interrupts all of them. Johnny is the one I told you about. My patient who had multiple personality disorder and all the personalities turned out to be real, including Mason here. <laughs> Colby is confused, but he looks at Johnny. You would be willing to let me be transferred inside of you? Marion interrupts again. No, Johnny, you need to learn to live on your own. I promise you'll be able to do it. And you can stay here as long as you need. Johnny looks at Marion right in the face. Look, yes, I have a selfish motivation here. That's true. But at the same time, we have to find out who or what is out there taking control of the other hosts and outright killing people. Just put him inside of me until we figure this all out. Maybe by then we can find him another available host. Mason looks at Marion. You know, it's not a bad idea. We need to get this little girl's body back to her family. But we also need Agent Barnhart to help us figure this out. Plus, who are we to say these two can't hang out together? Marion doesn't want to do it. But you said it was hell inside there, she says. Like you were always gasping for air and fighting to get out. Colby's still confused. He looks at Mason. Wait, you were inside of Johnny? Then how did you end up in the body you have now? Mason is responding to Marion. It was only hell until we realized what was going on. 
once we learned how to control it, it really wasn't that bad. It, it wasn't a problem. Marion is frustrated that Mason is even considering this whole idea. The doctor side of her does not like it one bit. But she realizes there's not a lot of options. Okay, she says, but only if Colby is on board. And only because we have to get this little girl back to her family. But when it's all said and done, Johnny, you're going to have to figure out how to get back on your own. They all agree. Colby starts to ask Johnny a lot of questions about what it's like to share a host. Meanwhile, Marion gets the president on the phone and shares their plan to transfer Agent Barnhart into Johnny. The president is in total agreement with the plan. Later that night, we find them all in the basement gathered around the Genesis device. Agent Colby is completely mesmerized by what he is seeing. He looks like a 10-year-old girl on Christmas morning. So what is it like, you know, when you transfer, he asked Mason. Mason explains it's just like closing your eyes and opening them up again. You won't feel anything. Don't even worry about it. Of course, Colby's a little bit nervous, but he can't wait to get out of the body of this 10-year-old girl. After a few minutes of preparation, Marion indicates that she's ready to complete the transfer. Colby braces himself as Marion swipes in the air above the Genesis device. Next time on Host of Eden Season 2, will the team be able to transfer Colby into Johnny? They've never tried anything like this before. If their attempt is not successful, what other options do they have? Well, I'm going to the beach where I belong. It's Coca-Cola Nights at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. And Wednesday and Thursday nights after 5. Bring a Coca-Cola can and get... Unlimited rides for just $14.95. Well, the Wednesday and Thursday nights after 5. Unlimited rides for just $14.95. At the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. In the warm California sun. Boardwalk!